friend who went to Puerto Rico because her family was from there, mm-hmm. and she came back when I was a, I was like 12, 11, mm-hmm. 12 or something. She came back. She's like, yeah, there were a lot of dogs, like stray dogs. They were just everywhere. What? <laughs> like that was the one thing that she had to say about it That's was all the dogs. <laughs> not, it's beautiful. There's lots of water and sun, and I got a great tan. Just like, no, there's a lot of dogs. Yeah, I'm sure it was beautiful, but... But she was, you know, it like a a, also little, a twelve-year-old girl. Yeah, she was like, she's dogs. like a lots of dogs, and it wasn't allowed to pet them. Oh, that's that's a bummer. Yeah. I'd be very upset. <laughs> I get it that they're stray dogs, but also, let me pet the dog. I don't care. Right. My, I can befriend anything. Wild animals, woodland creatures. You are Snow White. I am. Oh my god, thank you. I'm. Snow, You're welcome. Snow brown. Snow. <laughs> that doesn't sound as good. That doesn't sound. No. Brown snow. Brown no. white? No. no. <laughs> I'm Shelby. I'm Sam. And it's the Rom Complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. pretty early in 2020 at this point yeah merry new year merry new year i think we said happy new year to everybody yeah, in the we last episode did. well happy new year again do you have any um resolutions i don't like resolutions yeah i think they're dumb and i don't but i do have goals for the new year that's better yeah I think resolution, what is a resolution like? What, I'm not going to eat cookies anymore? Yeah, a lot of people are just like, I'm not going to eat bad food and I'm going to be healthier. And then like a week later, you're doing the same shit. Yeah. Baby so I'm steps. just like, you don't, you're not really, you don't care. You're only really competing with yourself. You yeah. Know? So it's like, I want to Who's read- really holding you accountable for keeping your resolutions? That's nope. true. But you could say like, oh, I want to, I want to- read more books than I did last year that's a good that's that's what I'm saying but that's like like a goal I like that is a goal it's like hey and if I don't do it it's not the end of the world right I'll do it eventually it's gonna be okay I read a lot so do I well now I yeah I do I used to read so much so did I and then I now did. Now I just it. watch a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, then... now I listen to audiobooks. Ah, yes, I love audiobooks. And I go through phases where I'm like really TV heavy or movie heavy, and then I'll be like, I can't do this anymore. Same. And then I'll read like three books. Sometimes the sometimes the phases get bad. Where sometimes I get like, oh, I'm so into podcasts now, or yeah. so into my audiobook that that's what I listen to while I'm working out, like instead of music. And then I'll flip back around to like music or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just cycle through. Yeah, stuff. I like it. Yeah, one track mind, man. Um, what is the track? Mm. Hey Google. <laughs> hey Google. Hey, hey Google. Google. What's the track? 
I don't have the mic on. <laughs> Google's mic's not. She's when not when our mics are on, Google's mic is off. Oh. I don't need Google stealing my. Like, Google can't hear everything I'm saying right now anyway. Google can hear literally everything. She's like, oh, you think my mic is off, bitch? Mm, that just means I'm not responding to you. <laughs> this mic is off, but not the hidden Ooh, one with the camera. The government mic. Oh, yeah. The CIA mic. I'm not as worried about our government having my stuff, or, but I'm more worried about like other governments having all my information. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, even think about that as a problem <laughs> until today until when right I saw now. that like oh. the government or like military personnel are being told not to use like at home DNA testing kits, like 23andMe or whatever. So I guess the government's like, hey, um, but our military people, you guys don't don't use that. Don't use that. That's so if it were terrifying. Just, yeah, yeah. If it were just our government, I that haven't you're done twenty three and me. I have. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and naively say that the government doesn't, doesn't already, already have, have our DNA. Yeah. No, we've talked about that. But I, I have not done twenty three and me or like the ancestry DNA thing. Yeah. It's just it was fun. I was going to, I just never did. Speaking of DNA. <gasps> Uh, wow, good segue. <laughs> you, Look, you're the queen of the segue. You use DNA. It. You pass on DNA to children. Oh, and do you now? Today we're talking about getting children in a different way. Yeah. Uh, when they just appear and you have to take care of them. Yes. And that is like the main plot of many a rom-com. <laughs> many, many a rom-com, you're right. Yeah. And so movies many. in general? or The unexpected children genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has its own subgenre. It on truly Netflix. does. You scroll down and say unexpectedly parenting. Yeah, or they say like, well, actually, there's a thing called mom coms. That's no, real. there is not. That's amazing. It, I did not know that. How did I not know that? I don't know. Bad it's just team. like <laughs> I hit myself. So it's just like it doesn't have to be a rom com, but any kind of like family comedy yeah. or whatever about motherhood. Moms. Yeah, cute. I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cute. Um, yeah, I will say we picked this genre just because we were casually talking about it. Um, and then when I started watching my pick, uh, I was like, oh, this was a bad idea because now I'm emotional. Uh-huh. <laughs> because movies like that always like kind of get me a little yeah. bit. It's like this whole idea of, um, I don't know, forging a new family or like someone like children being in an unfortunate circumstance and then they're able to like move on and get you know and right. move past all the the bad shit so yeah I cried a few times watching this movie nice I was also very high the first <laughs> time I watched it so the second half of the movie I don't remember I remember now because I had to re I rewatched it but there's also a scene I'm just okay yeah what movie is let, this let's yeah, talk about okay it. the movie that I picked was um life as we know it 2010, starring Katherine Heigl, mm-hmm. rom-com queen, and um, Josh Duhamel. Mm. 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 Just gotta. Uh. Yeah, he's hot. Um, <laughs> so uh, 2010, it is about um, Katherine Heigl uh, and Josh Duhamel are friends of this couple, um, the, the one of which is Christina Hendricks. And I was like, oh, she's in this movie? Forgot about her. Um <laughs> So the couple has a one-year-old daughter named Sophie. So they're the godparents to this child. Um, And they start the movie kind of like 
10 years earlier where the friends tried to set them up on a date and it just went really bad. Why? Yeah. Because Katherine Heigl is the neurotic, over, you know, bearing female, whatever. Of course. You know, of course she is. And Josh Jamel's the super chill. I have a motorcycle. I wear my baseball hat probably during <laughs> sex kind of guy you know <laughs> you know like all the chill guys like do. all the chill all the guys, chill guys do. do this no i'm yeah. leaving the hat on no hat sandra on. Hat i'm on. leaving the hat on hat all on. the chill guys do this don't look at my hairline hat on <laughs> uh <laughs> so like they had been previously set up that didn't work out so like um you know they're friends of this couple and the couple tragically dies in a car accident oh, no. leaving baby the Sophie car accidents will get you don't always get you baby Sophie who's one year old um parentless right um she's an orphan and so uh you know they're called once the you know everything initially comes on and then the like the next day they meet with the attorney and the attorney's like oh yeah well they named you as the guardian right and they're like haha what we can't raise a child. We're not together. We're just, you know, we hate each other. We don't want to do this together. Um, so they decide to take care of this baby together in the house because, like, I guess the estate paid for the house, um, like the mortgage and everything. They okay, to pay so for they upkeep. just so they have like a free house, basically to raise this a free kid house. In. But you know, you got to pay all the bills on the. Well, house. yeah, of course. So it's a it's a large house. So tell me, would you move into a large house? Yes. That's all paid for. Yes. If the trade-off is that you have to raise a baby with a guy you don't really like. <laughs> if he's as hot as Josh Mel, yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I would 100% do that. Um, yeah, so it's just, it shows the, like the evolving kind of nature of this couple. Um, and how at first, neither of them really wanted to do this. Um, they even, there's a whole scene at the funeral, like after the funeral, like um, the reception. I don't know. What's that called? The wake? It was it, it was after the funeral. Doesn't the wake happen before they actually bury them? I have never been to. A I funeral. don't know. So let's just call it a wake. At the wake, um, they're trying to talk to other family members and be like, "Hey, you probably make a good parent. Maybe you want to take care of these kids. This, yeah. this kid." And they find nobody uh, that is suitable enough to raise this child. They decide to raise it, you know, together. They do this whole like these are our schedules and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so you see that they're slowly, they're not liking each other at this point yet, but you can see that they're putting all of that kind of aside and they have their moments. Like Josh Mel kind of has a meltdown at one point because, um, the baby kind of screwed up a career opportunity for him. And so <laughs> he kind of gets really like, he gets upset, not at the baby, but kind of at the situation. Yeah. He's kind of like, I didn't have to deal with this before. It was just me. I didn't have to think about other people when I made decisions. And now I have to, you know, like he just gets upset at the whole situation. Right. Um, whereas Catherine Heigl from the get is kind of very much a, well, this is what we have to do. Right. I'm honoring right, right, their right. wishes. This is a baby. And yeah, she's not my child. And I wanted to have my own children someday. But we're, this is where we are, you know? Um, ooh, sorry. And um, so they are raising this kid. And so they start to get closer. He starts, he offers to help her um, finance the expansion of her bakery. Oh, she's a baker. Of course she is. She's a baker. And he is a, um, he works in like the booth at a, like, at a basketball arena type place okay. where like he, he does the, he helps with like the cameras and stuff. So the people oh, that film the basketball got it, got it, got it. games, he's the one that's like, go camera too. And like, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. 
Um, so those are very rom-com yeah. jobs. Nobody has jobs like that. I thought you meant uh, he was like taking tickets. No. He ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, Wouldn't that be funny? He's like, I just he's enjoy, a ticket taker. <laughs> enjoy all the people coming this in. This baby ruined my <laughs> ticket taking experience. Right. No. Um, so they start to get closer. He starts helping her out. She starts getting why women are so charmed by him because he's very charming. Mm -hmm. And, um, as a thank you for giving her the money for the restaurant expansion or for the bakery expansion into a restaurant, she says, I'll cook you dinner. And she does. And then they have sex. Um, and then they proceed. That's not dinner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's dessert, actually. Oh, my. They had dinner. They ate dinner. Oh, okay. The sex came after. <laughs> um, and then they find uh, weed in the... The baby? The dead parents' oh. <laughs> bedroom. And in also the, the baby. baby. <laughs> so they decide to bake brownies with it. And this is... So this is in the second half of the movie where I was already really high. Yeah. And so they're watching The Wiggles... So they and they don't smoke it. They bake it. Cause she's a baker. And they bake it into brownies. And then they get really high and watch the Wiggles. And everything that they were saying made 100% sense to me. They were just, they were like dancing around. And then there's like this song where the sun and the moon are like, it's like they never get to see each other. I don't know, remember what the words to the song are. But <laughs> Josh Mel's character goes, so I don't get it. Are the sun and the moon friends? And then very like, dozed off sounding or just fuck she was high as a kite she just goes they're best friends <laughs> <laughs> and I was just watching that I was laughing hysterically where's the baby during all she's of sleeping this? it's nighttime okay so you know I don't think if I were the like sole person in charge of a baby I don't think I'd get high you know I'm sure parents do it all the time yeah so why not guardians <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm sure people do it. Yeah. And I'm not saying anything about their parenting. No. I'm just saying. I know myself. And what a silly little billy goat Mm -hmm. I can be when I'm high. Mm -hmm. So if we're just me and another high person, (laughs) I don't think that I would want that to be. That's not ideal child care uh, situation for me. True, true. <laughs> and what happens the next day is that the um, social worker, who has the worst timing in this whole movie, comes right at, like, the day, they the morning after. Do. Morning after, and then she finds out that they slept together, and she's like, no, 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 that's too complicated. You guys either need to, like, get married and, like, actually be together, like, be together for real, or break up and pretend it never happened. She was like, this is a messy situation if you guys are trying to raise this child. Um, and then from there it gets messy because she basically is just like, I guess we're kind of together now. Um, and he gets a job opportunity in Arizona and he doesn't outright turn it down, which means he was considering taking it still, even though he had the baby. Um, and he, you know, they get into this huge fight at this like block party on their street and (laughs) she's just like. He's like, I just don't want to play this part anymore. And she's like, playing a part. You're playing a part. He's like, Are you pretending with Sophie? He goes, No, no, no. I love her. And she's like, Oh, so it's just me then. You're Damn. pretending with me. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, have fun in Arizona. And he leaves. And she starts dating a doctor, um, who has been in the movie the whole time. He's really cute. It's uh, what's his name from? Um, love what's his name from Sweet Home Alabama. 
What's his Patrick name? Patrick Dempsey. No, the other one. Oh, I don't remember. You his know name. that guy. It's that guy. He's Shh. Dr. Sam. I love hearing my name in movies. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just sounds. Uh, Jam. Jam. His name is Jam. His name is Jam. I don't remember. I'm so I'm too lazy to even look it up at this point. Um, so anyway, so she starts dating this doctor and then he comes back and finds out she's selling the house and he gets really upset and it, you basically see that he like regrets leaving and all this stuff and then they end up together. Happy yeah. ever after. Yay. Interesting. Love it. Sounds pretty, yeah, basic storyline. Basic, pretty basic. And like, okay, so when I was watching this movie, I was trying to be, I was trying to be like, okay, I'm not in this situation. This is, you know, I'm yeah. not currently taking care of somebody else's child um that i know of anyway <laughs> um <laughs> not real i can never be 100 percent sure um but the one thing that this movie did because this i think this was a pretty good like rom-com like yeah. i know sometimes we have movies that lean a little more romantic and like you know we have more chick flicky type stuff right but i think this is like a like what a rom-com is it has like a good balance of there are some funny bits, like when they're chasing, when the baby learns how to walk, there's just like a montage of, the, of them chasing her. Mm-hmm. And she's like in her underwear and once, like in her diaper, she runs past and they're chasing after her. And then she's walking past the other way and it's just Josh Duhamel in his underwear and sneakers, like <laughs> walking with a beer following her. <laughs> like it's, it's silly. It's cute. Um, but the one thing that I was like, oh yeah, rom-coms like to do this um, a lot. And this is probably one of the more unhealthy things that I do in in my search for for love um is okay they make it seem like the asshole is actually a good guy but in reality he's kind of just an asshole yeah you know what I mean they do that thing where they're like oh and then she got to know him and then she realized that he's actually not that bad a person and in this instance yes of course like Josh Jamel is just an asshole who likes to like isn't really looking for anything serious and like that's fine but he steps up when he needs to step up and he does the right thing when it needs to be done and you see okay no he's a really good guy but (laughs) as I was watching this I was like no they're trying to convince us that guys like this because in reality like how slim are the chances that someone like as beautiful and hot as Josh Jamel um, would actually have to take care of a dead friend's child. Very right. slim. Yeah. So he probably would have gone the rest of his life just, just being, being an asshole. that asshole who's just like, can't remember women's names or like picks women up at the grocery store and then never talks to him again. You know what I mean? Like he would have gone his whole life being that way. Um, and then also they do the thing w- that they do for most women in rom-coms where they paint her as this like crazy neurotic person. Like the very first scene when they're going on this like date, He's an hour late to pick her up. What? An hour. An hour late. And I'm not crazy. That's a long time to be waiting for someone. I understand traffic was bad. 15, 20 minutes. Sure. I could even forgive half an hour depending on the circumstances. But an hour with no explanation, no kind of like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. Like that, you know. Um, I was just like, she's not crazy for not liking this guy. Like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and then he tries to take her on the motorcycle, but she, first of all, is not dressed to get on a motorcycle. She has like a really cute dress on and like heels. And I'm like, 
She's not. She can't even put her leg over the damn thing. Right. Like, was she supposed to ride side saddle the whole way? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So then she side offers. Side saddle motorcycle. So, yeah. That's my so new band. So common. That actually is a great band name. We're going to do that now. Do I'll it. play the triangle. Okay. Oh. Great. Yell. Okay. Oh. That's, oh, that's a that's a sound. Yeah. We're going for a vibe here. It's gonna be great. Yeah, guys, check out our new EP. Get, uh, get by the record. Side saddle motorcycle <laughs> in stores now. You can get it at Target mm-hmm. um, or Starbucks. Remember when they you used can to get it at Starbucks? Sushi? Yeah, it's just we'll be right there next to Michael Bublé. <laughs> All the Christmas albums. Right. We're there. Mm-hmm. We'll do a Christmas album too. Sure. Done. Done. We'll do exclusively Christmas (gasps) albums for Side Saddle Motorcycle where it's just a triangle and yelling. (laughs) I really want to make this album now. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Side Saddle Side I can't even say it. Side Saddle Motorcycle. Um, It's a tongue twister. Um, Yeah, so they they decide to go in her like little baby smart car and then like he's uncomfortable. He gets a booty call in the car Mm. in front of her mm-hmm. and then she's just like okay I don't really want to do this anymore you can just go home and he's like really and she's like yeah just leave and he's like uh okay and she's like are you <laughs> fucking kidding me <laughs> she's like our best friend set us up on this date I think we should like you're the one that was late like you know all this stuff um but yeah so they I just wrote like in in big letters my my main uh argument not argument my main thing for today is if someone shows you who they are believe them yeah because he's a dick he's an asshole the only reason he's not an asshole by the end of this movie is because his best friend and his wife died right (laughs) and he had to take care of their small infant child so like it was the circumstances that allowed him that caused him to to step up yeah he didn't really he, he never would have if he didn't have to. Exactly. And, like, I've been in so many situations where, like, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, he just, he's had a hard life. Yeah. Or, like, oh, he's not, he he doesn't mean, or he's different with me. Oh, my God. Like, I fucking hate that so much. But it, it I've said it. I've yeah. done it. And I do get that, like, yeah. people are like, oh, he seems like an asshole, but underneath he's a good guy. But you can be a good guy and an asshole. Yeah. And, like, you being a good guy doesn't like mm-hmm. absolve you of, of the being asshole, asshole things that you do some like pe- yeah. you, people are still gonna call you an asshole yeah. <laughs> like you're still yeah you know causing problems yeah <laughs> and I mean like you also I, like I also get on some level it's like you can't judge someone based on limited interaction because yeah. like in and in the course of this movie at some point Katherine Heigl is like Oh, it's after they have sex. Um, right after they have sex, she was like, you know, I kind of get why they set us up. And he's like, why? And she's just like, you're, um, she's like, you're a lot like Allison, which is the dead friend. Yeah. She's like, you're a lot like Allison, actually. Like, you would think that you would remind me of Peter, which is the husband, mm-hmm. but you don't. You actually remind me more of her. Like, you're relaxed. She's like, I didn't know that before, but now that I've gotten to know you, like, I, yeah, I can see that. And it's like, yes, there's something to be said for, like, first impressions don't necessarily mean all that much. Because you never really know what people are going, like, what's going on in a day for a person. Like, I get that. But at the same time, like, they, the whole, like, first, I want to say 15 or 20 minutes of the movie, it, not, maybe not that long, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes, is just, like, a montage of 
interactions over the years between Katherine Heigl's character and Josh mm-hmm. Duhamel. So it's like um, at their wet at the wedding, it's like Katherine Heigl giving a speech and like crying, and then people laughing because Josh Duhamel's making out with a waitress in the background, mm-hmm. and then he's like drunk and grabs the microphone from her. You know, it's like little things like that where you see like how this kind of disdain has not only it didn't it didn't just start and stop like on that one date like it yeah because obviously these are their best friends they're gonna communicate like have to see each other for so somehow so they built up years of yeah of hatred. but just like in little <laughs> it's actually really funny I wrote uh the montage of the relationship is hilarious it's really funny um because it's just like these like little little bursts of right. Josh Jumel pissing off Katherine Heigl. That's literally it. <laughs> their names, by the way, are Holly and Messer. I'm, I've just been calling them by their actors' names. Oh. Holly's the baker, and then Messer. Cute. I'm like, I would not date a guy named Messer. Like, why don't you, hey, why don't you clean up after hey, yourself? Hey, why don't you <laughs> get your shit hey. together? Hey, Messer? <laughs> Is Make that less of a mess next that, time. That, yeah. How about we change messer to cleaner? And then let's call you Mr. Clean. Let's call you Tidy Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's call him Tidy Man. <laughs> tidy Man, get in here. We need to get write a rom-com. Our characters are <laughs> Tidy Man and uh, what should the woman be? She's always like a Jane or a Jenny or a Sarah. Okay. Let's So so let's call her uh, Jenny Jean Sarah. <laughs> And <laughs> what does she do? She Jimmy makes uh, shoes. Oh, yeah, she and does. She, she, no, her, designer shoes. Designer shoes. Mm-hmm. But her workshop's always a mess. It's a workshop, like an elf. Oh, it's always yeah, a yeah. mess. Uh-huh. And is she an elf? Can we make this? Like, yeah, she's okay. an elf. Uh, Jenny Jane Sarah is, a, is an elf. Uh-huh. And Sounds she like needs Mr. Name. Tidy Man. <laughs> to help tidy she needs, up. Yeah, he teaches her how to tidy up. Yeah, and in this in this instance, he's the neurotic one. Of course. And she is the she's carefree, messy. Uh, yeah, she's Probably a, wears she's her artistic. baseball hat during sex. She always wears her baseball yeah. hat during sex. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to find one the right size because yeah. elf heads are shaped, they're proportionally Notoriously different. Notoriously different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, she probably had to make it herself, frankly. Oh, you know, she in did. Her workshop, and that's when Mr. Mr. Tidy Man is like, hey, you know what? I know you're, you're, sh- you're struggling with your shoe business, but this... This hat you made is really something. <gasps> and then he inspires her to make accessories uh-huh. at large. And exactly. then that's it. It's just accessories. Right. Jenny G- <laughs> J- JJS accessories. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. <laughs> and we'll call it uh, What She Wore at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Christmas outfit. Or Christmas tidyings. <laughs> or good tidyings. <laughs> I, I hate that so much. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate you it. Love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Um Yeah. So yeah, I wrote a lot of um <laughs> random notes. Just Josh Jumel is so charming. Uh-huh. Yes, Sam. Makes we you know. forget that guys who act like this are actually trash. <laughs> Do you find that when someone acts like an asshole, they immediately become less attractive looking? That's how it is for me. Like mm. people who <laughs> when I like for and me, for me, if yeah. someone does something like really nice or really clever or something, I'm mm-hmm. like, whoa. I didn't notice <laughs> that man is cute or whatever. And then if they do something really asshole-ish, I'm like, oh, now I see these like weird, like gross 
parts of your face. You know, it really <laughs> depends. It, what's hilarious is that I used to have, so when I worked in Chicago, I worked at a real estate agency. I still work at a real estate agency. Mm, surprise. Um, but there was an agent at my other office in Chicago who, when I first met him, I was like, mm, hey, he was younger, nice, you know, he was cute. He was very cute. I'm not going to say his name. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was a total asshole and so when I finally like figured that out I was like you are no longer attractive I made so many fucking jokes about how ugly he is like two other people (laughs) there was like an old headshot of him on the internet where like he just looks so bad like it was clearly before the glow up and so I was like I would take fucking I would take pictures of it and I'd send them to my coworker and be like, look at this fucking asshole. Sam, you're a mean girl. I am. I am a mean girl. To be fair, he was very not nice. Right. Uh, so he deserved it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are some instances where I'm like, it's because the, the behavior that he exhibited was like, it happened so frequently. It mm-hmm. was frequent and it was unnecessary. Um, it was like overly asshole. Like, yeah. It was just like he went out of his way to be an asshole. Um, but I do know that I'm attracted to assholes a lot of the time. Sam, Sam, so, Sam. I mean, no. What are we going to do with you? Take me out back and have me shot, frankly. No. Shoot me. Shoot. No, don't shoot me. Full of insulin because your blood sugar is it's high. high. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do, I do. There is something about a cocky asshole just really into I get that and I think I think it's like confidence in general and also just like men are allowed to be so confident Mm -hmm. and cocky and arrogant Mm -hmm. with no repercussions yep and and you I think it's possible to find that attractive and like like wow like as like a it's so there's something attractive about the fact that they can do that and that's like a certain desire Mm -hmm. um at least within me where it's like wow I want to be like that sometimes like it must be nice and then you start to become attracted to how that must feel yeah I think anyway that's me psychoanalyzing why people are attracted to confident I mean it is that's exactly what it is it's the it's that confidence factor but it's that it's also too like I will say the assholes from my past my past assholes no no current assholes um my past assholes they're they were assholes in a way that it wasn't like it it wasn't ever just like they were picking on people in a lesser power position than them right so like it was usually just kind of like if they're if they're talking to someone who they feel is on the same power level as them they could be quite short or you know like or whatever Mm -hmm. um but they never like I don't think I've ever been attracted to someone who like puts people down who are right and like you know like you know they always say like um pay attention to the way that guys or people in general treat like like servers servers or like people in like customer service type positions like that's how you really know the type of person Mm -hmm. somebody is and I really think that's true so I don't think I've ever Gosh, I must be so nice because I like the nicest. <laughs> I'm person. so nice. To I'm so ni- literally. <laughs> uh, there are so many times where I'm, I'm like on the phone with people and they are just, oh my god, they're just not, you know, like, like you know, my supply orders or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're just being assholes about it to me, and I'm just like, uh huh. 
Yeah, well, you know, they really did say that they were going to have it out by the like by tomorrow. Right. They said that the, this is what I got. And I, I have names. I have receipts for everything. I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, I talked to Jason yesterday, and he told me that it right. was going to, you know. <laughs> I'm, but I'm never like, put me out of it. You know, like, I'm yeah. never, like, rude. It's always just kind of an, an assertiveness that I, I can have yeah, with and that's, certain people. I think but being straightforward and clear is, yeah, is good. It's the only way that it works. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't like, like that stereotypical, like rich asshole who's mean to people beneath them, who they think are beneath them. Right. Cause usually it's more like, oh, I'll be nice to people beneath me. They, they're not gonna, they're not encroaching on my territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, I, interestingly, I watched a movie yeah, about like a high-powered businesswoman. <laughs> yes. So I watched Baby Boom from 1987, which is like an early, it was kind of in a string of like late 80s unexpected kid movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> like like Three Men and a Baby yeah. and, and some other one. Yep. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this was Baby Boom. This is Diane Keaton. I do love um, Diane Keaton. Oh, love Diane Keaton. And it this movie is so 80s. Like, it starts out with, like, this, like, all these, you know, business women walking yes. around New York with City. Yeah, they have their box, their, yeah, uh, their boxy, like, what are those called? Padded shoulder shoulders pads. And, shoulder and their heels and yes. their pantyhose. Yes. <laughs> like walking around. I'm here for all of that. And there's, like, a narrator being, like, <laughs> when the 54% of the workforce is now women or whatever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> It's great. Um, so that's, and her thing is like, she's married to her job. She has a boyfriend who she lives with, um, who's also married to his job. They're not really like in love or anything though. He says, I love you. Like she doesn't say it back. Like they're only together right. because they both love their work, like work more than anything else. And that's what they want to do. Uh, a random cousin of hers dies and she gets left with a baby. <laughs> that's a, that's a cousin really. Hmm. That's just like so. I don't know. I always feel like cousins are le- or I I don't know that they don't I have any my children. No, they don't. It's like they didn't have any other fa- like she was. Uh, she's the only family member. Oh, okay. Um, okay, that yeah. makes sense. So and she doesn't realize she thinks she's just inherit inheriting like money or whatever. So she goes to the airport to pick up her inheritance, and it's like a, a baby. it's like a it's it's a like year and a half year old kid Elizabeth, and she's very surprised. Uh, and of course she doesn't want anything to do with it. She has right. no idea how to take care of kids. So that's right. hilarious. And this all, this, just this could have been the movie by itself. Like her learning how to take care, care of, of a kid, a child, which yeah. I, which I think would be kind of annoying. I was worried it was going to be like that at first mm. where it's going to be like, oh, she realizes that family is important and, <laughs> and she is like, she can't be a career woman. Cause so, early in the movie, this guy says something like, you know, a man can be a success and still have a full personal life. Cause he's got a wife to do all mm. the cleaning and child rearing and everything. And I was just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, vomit. Um, but that's not really what happens. She goes to give the baby up for adoption, but then doesn't like the parents that come in. Um, is worried that the baby's gonna, she's gonna get, grow up in, like, this super conservative household where women have to, like, call their husbands sir and stuff. And so she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this kid. Like, she, she quickly, this is very quick, Uh um, she starts to love this kid and wants, decides she wants to keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, and she tries to keep doing her job, but people are, 
people around her are not having it. And James Spader as a baby, I mean, he's not a baby. He's like a, he looks like a teen, but he's like uh, her underling. But then he like starts taking away opportunities from her or whatever. And so literally halfway through the movie, she, uh, she quits her job because they basically are like, oh, you have to decide between the baby or like the job. So I know. Um, And her boyfriend left her because he's like, I don't look, I don't want to, I don't want to kid kid and yeah and she's like okay <laughs> like she's like fine okay bye <laughs> um and she so literally halfway into the movie she fucks off to vermont and <laughs> i like that gets, buys a house in vermont and yes just lives there i support <laughs> this a hundred percent she it's amazing <laughs> because and then she's just like milking cows and stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's a oh my god but, now but i have she, to watch this movie it's great but she she's like wait what am i doing i hate this like because like the, <laughs> she's like this isn't who i am i need to get back to the city um but then what ends up happening is she she makes like this like homemade baby food for elizabeth okay. for the, the kid and then other like these people from the city come into the store and they see her baby food like packed packaged in these little jars and they're like Oh this my god! Give me, give me twelve bottles. Give me twelve jars of this. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like thinking it's for sale and everything. Uh-huh. So she realizes she can just start selling Making this baby food. Baby food. So she does. Dope. And then her old company. Um, uh, I think they were like an ad company. It's actually the same okay. company from What Women Want. <laughs> no way! Yeah, it's like a oh, marketing that's company. So funny. Um, uh, her old company wants to hook her up with this one. Of, one of her old clients uh-huh. and be like, "Hey, they want to acquire your business." And uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. they offer her this like huge deal, and she's like, "Yeah, I can get to, back to the city." All of this is happening. She has sort of this like uh, flirt flirtation. Mm-hmm. This like to the ve- the town veterinarian. Ooh. <laughs> I love me a good vet yeah. romance. Yeah. And he's like barely in it. The romance is like barely a part of it, but it's certainly there. Yeah. Um, and they, and she keeps saying, oh, I want to go back to the, the city. There's like not, you know, um, so I'm not going to stay here. Mm-hmm. And then like they make out and then like he goes away and then mm-hmm. like she barely sees him until she goes around and like gets her business up off the ground. Mm-hmm. She ends up, they offer this her this huge deal. Um, and she basically says, look, no. Like, I've started to like my place in Vermont. Uh-huh. I Right now, I work. I want to have a mobile over my desk and a crib in my office. And basically, she's saying, like, I can have it all. I can do that. And you, the, if I yeah, work for you, I can. wouldn't have it all. Yeah. Because you don't believe that women can have it all. <laughs> so she turns them down, and she makes the business successful on her own. <laughs> What's so funny is that you're describing, like, the reaction of her company or, like, the boyfriend to this unexpected child. And I'm like, oh, that's so antiquated. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's still, like, that still happens. People think that, like, women, especially in high-powered, like, businessy um, situations, just like, oh, you probably can't have kids because you don't have time. And it's yeah. like, bitch, what? Have you met any woman who's not a fucking superwoman? Because right. I've never. <laughs> I know. Every woman I've ever met is juggling eight things at a time. And I'm like, good for you, girl. Keep going. Seriously. And there's just this assumption that like, oh, well, guys can do it because they because they have a woman at home to take right. care of their kids. But there are stay at home <laughs> husbands. Oh, there's this book. Uh, it's a rom-com book. Um, it's also light sci-fi. Anyway, it's called Landline by Rainbow Rubble. I read it in one sitting and yes. I cried my eyes out. I loved it. Um, and it has a stay-at-home dad in it. I like that. Yeah. I do yeah. like the idea Check of it stay-at-home. Yeah. I, I think stay-at-home parenting is... It's, it sounds it's, nice. It, I mean, no, it because, doesn't. It well, no, horrible. I mean, it's like... Because 
it sounds nice to to not have to also work a job because yeah. the thing is like parents are always full-time parents mm-hmm. no matter whether they have a full-time job or not. or not yeah like especially mothers the way that things are usually set up especially with the mothers I know like they're yeah. always full-time mothers mm-hmm. if whether they're working you can't stop being a mother <laughs> exactly or I mean you can't stop being you're right you can't stop being so a what parent. sounds nice about stay at home is like oh I can just I don't have to also do Something a else. job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for this this movie, she she basically at the end says, like, I don't want to have to make those sacrifices. Nobody should have to, mm-hmm. which is still something we fight yeah. today yep. of like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have to choose between. That's what I mean. Like, you say that this comes out in the 80s and you're like, oh, it's right. right. And then you're like, no, but wait, it's yeah. still, still I, happening. I liked it. It was a fun movie. And then at the end, of course, she gets together with the veterinarian. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cute. The kid in it is very cute. It's played by twin 17-month-old girls. And the baby cute. in this movie is played by triplets. My movie. Nice. Triplets. I was like, whoa. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> I um For this movie, I, I want to talk about a, a couple of things. Like, doing things on your own terms rather than societies is really like hard. That. It is really hard. And she had to work really hard during this movie. Like I said, she was out there milking cows she for She had to work reason. really hard for a whole 90 minutes. I know. <laughs> Diane! <laughs> uh, Diane Keaton. She, she's great. <laughs> um, Diane! <laughs> well, basically I was thinking about, like, in the beginning how much she loved her job and then she was kind of thrown these other circumstances and then realized she preferred her life the new way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... What what this reminds me of, and it's not necessarily completely based in romance, mm-hmm. but, but in life in general, of mm-hmm. like, you have these certain things that society tells you you're supposed to do in a certain order. Like, you go to school, mm-hmm. then you go to college, you get a degree, you get a good job, you get married, like, you buy a house, you blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, all this stuff. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the sort of just going through the motions of trying to reach those different levels, mm-hmm. like trying to level up and <laughs> like trying to win yeah. the game. And life isn't a game you can win. Nope. It's not. <laughs> and when you get shaken up from that whole path, you realize like, oh, maybe there's something bigger than just reaching these different steps or mm-hmm. getting these things accomplished. And that, um, you know, one of my my mottos, I guess, is like like stop trying to win at life. Try to play a beautiful game. Like, mm. like if life is a game, it's not one you can win. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might as well make it something that's fun and and yeah. something beautiful to you. So I was thinking about her her initial relationship mm-hmm. where it is loveless is just there for like convenience mm-hmm. um, and. They they have like a brief sex scene where it shows the <laughs> he's like he's like oh you want to have sex and she's like okay whatever and it shows like it's like eleven fifty six and then the clock oh, it no. like fades away and then the <laughs> clock fades back in and it's midnight so only f- and then he's like rolling off her. <laughs> it's only like four minutes <laughs> that's hilarious and she's just like making a face like okay uh-huh. um, I guess that was it <laughs> but I guess yeah we're done but it, it's interesting like when when you get you get thrown into a new situation, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you were missing before or how much more you could have had. And I don't think that this character was left like regretting her time spent as a mm-hmm. high-powered business lady. It wasn't yeah. like she was ever yearning for children, but like um, she, she found that upon being disrupted, mm-hmm. she could still 
she could enjoy her life to a fuller extent yeah. and really be in control of her own destiny. <gasps> she said it. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone take a drink. She said it. Destiny. <laughs> destiny. That's the new drinking game for this podcast. Yeah. Anytime we talk about destiny. I think I think the similar thing happened um, in this movie, but with more so with Josh Jumel's character. Because I feel like, like I said, Catherine Heigl, the minute they got the kid, she was like, okay, I guess I have a kid now. Like, yeah. I guess we got to take care of things. Whereas Josh Mel was like, I don't like no. He's like, I did everything right. Every time some chick said, um, no, you don't have to use a condom. He was like, no, I always, I always used one, and now I still have a like, I still get stuck with a kid. You right. know what I mean? So like, he very clearly didn't want it. <laughs> and then um, by the end, uh, when he's making his big declaration, also I texted you while I was watching this movie, and there's an airport scene where they're running through the <laughs> airport. Um, uh, and she gets there and he's gone, but actually he's at the house because he couldn't get on the plane. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, but, you know, he says, he's like, uh, it wasn't just you that I missed or the baby that I missed. It was our little family. He's like, I didn't think Aww. that that was something that I wanted. But once it was gone, I realized, no, that is what I wanted. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like I said, he would have still been this asshole for his whole life probably. Never would have settled down, never would have had kids, never would have made a family. But because this, like, unexpected wrench gets thrown in the plan, he realizes, no, 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 this is what I want. Exactly. And that's what happened to mm-hmm. her, too. But she didn't fight it. Like, she didn't even fight it. Yeah, she like, was just like, oh, go. It was very, like I said, the, the first half of the movie could have been that, basically. Learning or the first, like, quarter be, yeah. of it was basically his, you know, storyline. But she she very quickly was like, no, I, I want this kid now and mm-hmm. and it, it is like it was an unexpected thing she just got left with her cousin's kid and yeah yeah um and I think that you don't really choose what happens to you in life a lot of the time sometimes nope. unexpected things happen out of nowhere uh you do get to choose how you react to them true so yeah <laughs> sometimes like like it, it's hard when to talk about destiny or like free <gasps> Take will a drink. stuff she said <laughs> because yeah you, like you don't Things things can happen that you have no control over. Mm-hmm. Even if he he had accidentally, you know, gotten a girl pregnant or whatever, and then it's like this is not the life that I planned or chose yeah. or anything, um, but it's what's happening. Right. And I think that's where I guess Catherine Heigl's character got it right away. It's mm-hmm. like, well, this is happening. Yeah. Um. There's no sense in in like fighting it or yeah. making yourself miserable thinking about how things could be different because right. like then you're taking away from how you could be reacting to this to make it into something you want. Yeah. And there is a really beautiful moment between the two of them where they kind of get into a fight um, and he storms off or whatever. And then he comes back later and they both just kind of sit down and they're like, listen, like clearly neither of us thought that this was going to happen. But it did. So, yeah. and they were like, we can't sit. He's, they were, cause they were in the house and they hadn't changed anything. Like, it's still this house that was basically like a mausoleum to these dead people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she's like, we, we can't keep tiptoeing. Like, they're coming back. They're not coming back. Right. We need to, we need to step up. Yeah. Um, and then for a while, and like before the, before his, ultimate freak out with the job thing or whatever um they do settle into a really good routine like he's still you know sleeping with all these random women and it's fine like you know the scheduling works out he takes her when uh, the baby when he needs to take you know like that yeah it just like they they 
function really well. Um, and then you add the romantic stuff on top of it, and that's where things kind of start to get a little muddled, and that's right. kind of what unravels and then gets put back together. But, but yeah, you can see that once they had that conversation where they were like, listen, this is it. This is our life now. This is, this is what we have to deal with. So we need to deal with it. And then they both kind of were like, okay. And then they do it. <laughs> you nice. know, they, they take care of the baby. The baby's so cute. She's like a little redheaded child. Oh, She's adorable. There was a scene in Baby Boom where Diane Keaton puts a thermometer in the baby's butt. And I'm, and it looks like they, it looks like she really did it. <laughs> but I wonder if she just put it between the little like butt, the butt baby cheeks. butt cheeks. Yeah. I think that's where it's supposed to go. Yeah. But it's like. Well, it's a rectal th- thermometer, right? It's supposed to go in the rectum. <laughs> we always just had the ear ones or the yeah. under the tongue ones. Same. Us, I don't they don't know. even now. <laughs> they have ones where you just aim it at the baby's head. You don't even touch oh, them yeah. with it. <laughs> and they also have the one that you just it like you just very lightly yeah. rub it on a forehead or whatever. I was at the hospital once and they did that to me. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's uh, basically. Have you ever thought about what it'd be like if you got if you inherited a kid? Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, especially since my sister has a child now. Like, yeah. I don't think I, I before my niece was born, I don't think I ever thought about it because I'm like, who would leave me their kid? There's literally nobody. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that I'm close with that has a kid. Um, so when my sister had my niece, um, that's when I was like, oh, well, that, that's a thing. That's a, yeah. that's something to consider. And I know, God forbid, if anything were to happen to my sister and her fiance, well, oh yeah, still fiance at this point. Um, then my mom would, your be, mom would take yeah, it. a hundred percent. But like in, you know, in any instance, I know that, um, you know, I would have a hundred percent step up for my niece cause she's. Cool. I like her a lot. Yeah, I like my <laughs> nephew a lot, too. So I'd probably take care of her. I'm also a godmother. I'm not. So I guess that kid could be coming to me if something happens. That's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that Yeah, and then that's the whole thing, too, is that I think I'm also at that age where I'm like, oh, yeah, wills are a thing. Right. Whoa. I don't, I don't want to be at that age. I know. <laughs> me neither. But, uh, like, when they were Turn reading. Turn back the time. <laughs> You know, when they were reading the will uh, in this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, will. Oh, oh, yeah. People actually leave their children to people. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, uh, like that's crazy. I don't think my sister has a will. She should get one. She should get one. She should make one. Hey, Gabby, you're listening. Gabby, I know you're not yeah. listening. But Especially pretend. if you have a kid, you should make one. Yeah. Anyway. I should probably have one, right? I don't know. I mean, we should all. Have- <laughs> I don't have anything to, to what would I <laughs> My student loan debt. I got to give it to somebody. Hello. <laughs> Who wants it? Who? Any takers? Any takers? You want all that money? Well, that, that was that was fun. <laughs> I honestly genuinely enjoy this movie. I should watch it. I watched it twice. Nice. Because I, like I said, I got a little too high <laughs> the first time. Um but I, I genuinely enjoy it. And this is like peak Katherine Heigl. This is before she like went away. So. Come back. Come, baby, come back. <laughs> so. Well, that's been us. Yay. Right. We did it. But will baby come back next week with another episode? 
I can bet she will. <laughs> she will come back. <laughs> oh, well. Bye, everybody. No. <laughs> uh, tell your moms we said hi. Yeah. Um, Make sure you update your will. Update your will. Um, and kiss, kiss a baby. <gasps> with consent. <laughs> and keep falling in love with yourself. Uh, bye. bye. <laughs> Thank you.